Hello, how's everybody doing? Can I share a testimony with you guys? And disclaimer, ooh, pick up your cross. This is a disclaimer, public speaking, I, I'm terrified of it. Just to be honest, I'm terrified of people, just to be honest, you know, introverted life, but can I be honest? I'll try to keep it short and brief. Um, so I grew up in a single mother home. Um, my dad and my mom both split when I was at the age of five. So I was left with a bunch of rejection and excessive needs of validation. Now, luckily, luckily my mother, she stayed prayed up and she kept me in the church. She kept me around godly men. But as you know, I still had that hole in my heart. And me and my dad would talk from time to time, but it only was like when he was drunk. Um, and yeah, never understood that. I did, I now understand it, but I remember one time um, we went fishing and he let me stay at his house one night and he ended up dozing off because he was drunk or high or whatever. And I was up in his living room and wanted to watch cartoons. Searching for Dalmatians, I found an explicit tape that opened up my new habit of, this kid's in here, I don't know, if I don't, sexual content. And in that moment, that taught me how to cope with my rejection, cope with my anxiety, cope with my depression, every time I felt like I couldn't fit into the crowd. And it taught me how to objectify women. And basically, it destroyed my life all my confidence, my ability to hear from God. But fast forward, when I turned 19, I ended up giving my life to Christ and I felt his love and his mercy and I was on fire and I was able to cut everything off cold turkey. But as you know, our testimony doesn't stop. I still had those holes and I still had to do self work and I still had to find what that root was. I met my wife at church, she's there. We now have four kids. And that's a whole testimony in itself. You know, he had a rocky start, but you know, God, he still uses these things to work for our good. So eventually I got to a point where I was like, I do not want to pass this down to my kids. I want them to learn how to pray when they're feeling weak. I want everything to be rooted in Christ. So I got into therapy and, and mind you, I struggled with this addiction for like 20 plus years. I brought it into my adulthood. So I basically got to a point where I was sick of it. I was sick of the nasty habits and I got into therapy. I started journaling. I started lifting weights. I, 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 I turned the unhealthy habits into healthy habits. I met a great group of solid guys that work out. We hold each other accountable and eventually I'm set free of, of this. And I know it's gonna make an impact on my kid's life. And I'm praying for this generation because it's, it's easily accessible. Back then, you, could, you had to go buy a store. You had to go buy it at a store. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Thank you, Sharon. So one question for you, bro, is um, what would you tell somebody who might be dealing with some of the same things that you dealt with you should be open and honest and 
you know, seek help, seek people who have been along that journey because um, people are readily available to, to, to help. So you're not alone. I know a lot of us don't like to, you know, talk about these things, especially when we're grown and we have families. It could be any, it could be anywhere. So I, I would say find somebody who's walked that path and, yeah, seek help. It's there. So. And then one thing I can attest to that, because as he said, me, him, and then my other brother, Eddie, over here, we've been together for well over, what, six years now? Um, and we've all had different things in our life. And I, the good thing about this group is that um, when somebody was dealing with something, like we were open and honest to have that conversation. And especially in our community, it's not normal for black men to just open up because that's a sign of weakness. And we've cried together before. And, but that for me was the thing that, that allowed us to even be even stronger because we, we wasn't afraid to be like, man, I'm dealing with something. I just need you, can I get a hug? Like all that, like that's, that's the type of group that we have. Um, then, so well, you did mention about like, working out and all that, like how did working out, and I know sometimes people think that working out and then the spirituality of it all don't always kind of go together. How did you working out, dealing with tough workouts, but then using that to use, um, to help you through your life? So working out is about perseverance. And I felt like it, it went hand in hand with my prayer life. Um, I recently, well, last year I got into jogging and I remember, like, I would run one mile, I would feel tired, but I kept telling myself to, hey, man, you got more in the tank, keep going. And I translated that into my prayer life, because, you know, sometimes when you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, Lord, thank you. I, you know, Jesus, I, I need you today. You, know? you don't want to give thanks. So sometimes you got to get up when you don't feel like it and, and, and pray, like, just get up. And we have the capability. We have the Holy Spirit in us. We have the endurance to be able to to do these things. So that's what exercise and lifting is kind of like, has kind of like taught me. So I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah. Well, that was good. Everybody give a round of applause for Brendan. So even before I get started, before we go into our last discussion question, um, I'm going to pray uh, because it's different teaching teens. I see a lot of adults looking at me today. So my nerves is definitely up, but I know God got me, and we're going to make it through this. So, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity, God. Um, God, right now, I pray for myself that, uh, that I can hear from you. So I die to myself right now, God, so I can hear clear of your word, God, your revelation, and what you have for me, uh, for your people, God. So, God, I just ask that you take these nerves away. Um, that did you just help me be confident in the things that you have already given me and the things that you're about to give me. God, we love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so last discussion questions, and you guys can get in the same groups that you were in before, is uh, what is one exercise that you absolutely don't like doing? Mm -hmm. And then after that one, when you hear spiritual training, what does that mean to you? So you guys got five minutes to discuss that within your groups. All right, so we're going to get started. So today's message is all about the training method. So the reason why I asked you guys those specific questions is those questions is really tied to what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to give a little brief uh, 
um, understanding of who I am. Uh, my name is Travis Washington. I married this lovely lady, uh, Whitney Washington. Um, as some of you may know and some of you may not know, I am a personal trainer. Um, I've been doing it for over nine years. And in the midst of me doing that, I've always wondered, like, what did God really say about, like, fitness? Um, and, like, how should we eat? And when it comes down to, like, behaviors and behavior change, like, what is God really saying in the midst of all of that? Um, I'm going to break this down, as a trainer would do. We're, gonna, we're not literally going to work out, uh, I promise, but I don't know what happened. Um, so as I go through the text today, uh, we're going to do a warm-up. And the warm-up, uh, when it comes down to uh, a regular workout, a warm-up is just to get that heart flowing, um, especially if you wake up early like Candace do and come to 5.15 in the morning. You need to make sure your body is, is nice and warm and ready to handle what is coming. Now, when it comes down to spiritual it is a way to get your heart ready. Um, so then we're going we're gonna to go through two different types of workouts today. Um, and that is all about challenging your physical muscle as well as challenging your spiritual muscle. Then I love to do burnouts. All my clients don't like burnouts because when it comes down to burnouts, for me, uh, it, it's very intense, but it's going to give you uh, everything that you need to go home and be ready for your day sometimes. Uh, but this promotes physical strength and endurance. And then when it comes down to spiritual, it promotes uh, spiritual strength and endurance. And then the last thing is a cool down. So after you've been getting your heart up, we got to make sure that we bring everything down, stretch and all that so we can help prevent physical injury as well as it helps to prevent spiritual injury. All right, so we're going to break down warm-up, and in my warm-up, it is a scripture. So in this scripture, it says, For physical strength is of some value, but godliness, spiritual training, is of value in everything and in every way, since it holds promise for the present life and for the life to come. And that is in 1 Timothy 4.8. So in this, Paul is talking to Timothy, a young pastor at this time. Um, in Timothy. Uh, and at this point, Paul is like the son in faith. And Paul was writing to him. Oops, I said that wrong. Timothy is like the son in faith. Um, and Paul was writing to him to give him advice on how to lead the church of Ephesus. Um, Paul's was, Paul was concerned uh, about false teachings. Um, Back then, they were concerned about false teachings, and even now, that is still one of the things that has been in church today. So Timothy was really trying to make sure that he remained faithful to the true gospel. He, is also wanted, he also wanted Timothy to be a good example for not only for the people around him, but he wanted him to live out the example as well. In 1 Timothy 4.8, Paul is specifically telling Timothy about the importance of godliness. He is telling him that spiritual training is more important than physical training because it has value for both the present and the life to come. So once we start looking at what this scripture is talking about, workout A, it's for physical training is 
of some value. Y'all knew I had to talk about the real physical training as well. So everybody stand up real quick. Stand up. Now everybody sit back down. Everybody stand up one more time. Uh-huh. Just stand up one more time. Everybody sit down. What you just did was actually some exercise. So when people say, hey, we can't exercise or I don't got time, what you just did, you just did two reps of squats. How many knees was hurting? No. <laughs> and and in, in what I do, I see a lot of people say, you know, my knees hurt and all this and that. And for some people that is true, but everybody in here just did a perfect squat. Am I right or am I wrong? Yes. All right. So now let's break this scripture down. So for physical training is of some value. So Paul is not saying that physical training is bad. He is simply saying that it is not as important as spiritual training. For physical training is good for our body. So when I break this down, we're going to be looking at physical training, not just from the perspective of external. So not just from the perspective of building our muscles or, or losing some weight here, losing some weight there. No, we're, we're going to talk from an internal and external perspective as well. Um, Y'all having notes on here? This is so different for me. <laughs> but I'm going to get through it. And I'm going to stop shaking for a minute. So I got it. <laughs> so for physical training is... It's definitely good for our bodies because everybody in here know that if you're sick, can you do anything? If you're sick, a lot of times, uh, like, for instance, when COVID was here, it shut our bodies down. We was in the bed. We didn't want to talk to nobody. We was angry. We were frustrated the whole time. So we know that at the end of the day that we still have to keep our body, our physical body intact, right? So then when we look at it, it helps us live longer and more productive lives. So physical training is of some value. This means that taking care of our bodies um, has some importance. It helps us to be healthy and to live longer and to have a productive life. And it supports our ability to physically carry out our call on the earth as citizens of the kingdom of God. Because if we aren't able to go forth and move forward, then we cannot tell people the good news of God. Because think about it, if social media wasn't here back in the Bible days, they walked everywhere. They walked all over, they climbed mountains. I know uh, Joel talked about when he had to climb the mountain, when they went over to Israel, like it take, it's, there is still some physical training that has to take place. So Paul isn't saying that, you know what, forget about physical training. We're just going to talk about spiritual. He still is saying that it has some value as well. Then this scripture, do you not know? Ooh. Oh, goodness. Forget it. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, and that you are not your own property? You were bought with the price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of Jesus and made his own. So then honor and glorify God with what? Your body. So 
let's, let's change gears just a little bit. So now we're going to workout B. So now we're going to get into spiritual training. Spiritual training. So, but godliness, spiritual training is of value in everything and in every way, since it holds promise for the present life and for the life to come. So spiritual training is good for our souls, as we all know. It is what helps us to grow closer to God and to live a godly life. Now, it has benefits in the present and the life to come. And we talked about that a little bit. So spiritual training has a promise for the present life, for the life to come. This means that when you train or when we train ourselves to be godly, we are not only benefiting ourselves in the here and the now, but we are also laying up treasures for our life to come. So one thing that I think about too when I think about our life to come, our life to come, that is something that is going to happen in the future. So my future is connected and dependent upon our willingness and our commitment to our future. Now, when it comes down to physical training and spiritual training, Sometimes, and if we're all honest with ourselves, sometimes we don't feel like training. Who, who don't feel like training? Doesn't matter if it's physical or spiritual. Sometimes it's, it's a real thing. But we can't just be, we just can't hold on to what we feel because at the end of the day, our future is dependent on our now. Then when it comes down to it, oh, my notes, y'all, I'm sorry. Alan, can you scroll that up, please? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, let me get this. Um, you, you couldn't do it? <laughs> I'm trying. All right, so another one. Sometimes in our life, in our physical life, and in our spiritual training, we get to the point where sometimes we just don't understand it. Who, who, who feels like you always understand it? Who sometimes just don't understand it? You, you, get, you get thrown different things, and, and this week alone, my family and my wife's family was thrown multiple different things that had me question if I was even supposed to stand up here because Tuesday was a, was a hard day for me, then Wednesday, and then the whole week, I was just trying to hear God's word but then still be there for my family. So did I understand what was going on? I, I didn't, but I understood that this moment is still for my future. God is still building me, my, my mental, he's building my emotional to even be able to handle what is to come because I don't know what else is coming in my future. But how I deal with the situation now is preparing me for how I deal with the situation later. Then sometimes when it comes down to it, we don't even know what type of results we're going to see at the end. How, how many work out or do something spiritually and you still don't understand what results you're going to get. But at the end of the day, does it matter about how we feel? It matters about our future. So if we hold on to what our future are, is, then that's when we will see the outcome. So God hasn't revealed the plans for your future just yet, but he knows the plans for your future. Um, and that's found in Jeremiah 29, 11. Therefore, don't just train for what you know, but train for what God knows. So that's what we're really training towards, what God knows. And then it leads a life that is pleasing to God. 
then it helps us grow in character. And then in growing in character, then it helps us develop the fruit of the spirit. And then that is found in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. So we're already at the burnout. And most people are happy when you get to the burnout because then you know after the burnout, we're going to go home. But we're not going to go home yet because we're just getting started. This is, this is like halftime. This is just like halftime today. So, uh, so the burnout. So one thing that I started thinking about when Pastor Noah gave me this text is for years I've been trying to figure out, okay, I understand this text, but what does the Bible say too about, you know, our health, our body health, as well as our spiritual health? So I've been trying to understand, because in the Bible it doesn't have scientific terms, like what I learned when I was in school. It doesn't have scientific terms. So you're not going to find specific things. You're not going to find something just about diabetes. You're not going to find something just about high blood pressure. But what did the Bible actually say? So then I kept coming across fasting. And I was like, fasting? Fasting is about denying yourself of foods. Um, we know that Jesus denied himself of everything. He just, for 40 days and 40 nights, and I've never done that type of fast. Anybody done that type of fast where you just don't eat anything? That was major to me when I start reading that text. And then even looking at Moses, Moses did the same thing. But then Daniel was the only one who only ate from the ground. So I was like, okay. So that is something that they physically did, but for a spiritual gain. And in the Bible, uh, well, oops, sorry. Fasting, it, God grants us supernatural revelation and wisdom through this practice. Scripture tells us that fasting will help us grow a more intimate relationship with Christ and will open our eyes to what he wants to teach us. So then I started looking, like I already kind of talked about it. Fasting in the Bible is mentioned over 70 times throughout Scripture. And the examples... Moses, Moses fasted and he received divine revelation about moral conduct. For the example, that's how we got the Ten Commandments. Daniel, when he fasted, he received vision and understanding of the future. And then when Jesus fasted, in the flesh he resisted temptation and gained spiritual strength. So then once we look at fasting, fasting happens in three parts. So now we're at the cool down, but we're not cooling down yet. The cool down, we're going to explore the spiritual, the mental, emotional, and physical of what happens when we actually take our bodies through a fasted state. So spiritually, fasting is like a reset button for our soul, more likely to be tapped in and discerning. Realize you are imperfect and you need God and to know he's with you. So Fasting spiritually helps you really tap into God, helps you to understand what do he want for your life. It helps you get closer because sometimes we need a reset. Who, who, who needs resets in here? Sometimes we honestly just need a reset because we've been dealing with a lot. We've been having a lot of pressure of life, lifing, and children, childreening. Uh, like it, it's been a whole thing. And we all just need a reset and we have to understand that we need an opportunity to seek God's face. And in fasting, that's another opportunity for you to seek, seek God's face. 
Then we go into the mental and emotional. So now we're gonna dig deeper into what is happening internally, what scientifically is happening when we're fasting. So fasting is like a chill pill for our mind. It helps you to relax by relying more on God. So who wants to just wanna relax a little bit more? And if we can relax a little bit more, then now we can hear what God is really trying to tell us in the midst. More likely to be kind to yourself and others. Who needs to be kind sometimes? Because I know sometimes people get us there, but we need to be kind. We need to be kind. We need to decrease our negative thoughts and feelings. And then it can bring healing to broken spaces and relationships. So this is, this is what fasting can do. But we're not done yet. Because physical, fasting is like a deep cleanse for your body. So fasting can help get rid of toxins that exhaust your body. Who, who in here is tired? Who's in, who wake up and be like, man, I'm tired? Who be at work for about three to four hours and then be like, man, I, I need that power nap? So think about it. If you fast, it, that is another thing that can help you to release those toxins that's within your body so then you can operate. And like I said earlier, so then you can actually go forth and do what God is calling you to do on this earth. Then it allows your body to heal itself. Now, this was one of the things as I was uh, researching, it was so mind blowing because we don't ever understand really what's happening internal with our body. Our body is a, is a well-oiled machine. Like from the time we smell something to the time we taste something, our bodies already know exactly what else to do. So when it comes down to like our organs, this is an opportunity for your organs to repair itself. This is an opportunity for, oh, I'm gonna say it down there, but I'm gonna say it now. Uh, if you having sore joints and stuff, it actually helps with um, bringing down inflammation because a lot of times the things that we're putting in our bodies too is the things that have us feeling so down. So we have to really start getting to the point where we understand that, yes, I'm getting right with God. This fasting is for God, but in the midst, God is still working other things that I don't even know he's working. And that is the the beauty of, of, of how God works and how he made our body is we don't have to ask him in fasting, hey, can you do X, Y, and Z? It's already happening because our system is already set up to repair itself, but we don't give it a, enough time to repair itself because we're constantly giving it more, giving it more, and our body is like, dude, can we just chill for a minute? Can you give me about six hours to just relax? As I've been working for you, you've been snacking, you've been doing this, but I just need you to just relax so, so I can repair some things. I'm tired. Oh, I'm not trying to tell on y'all. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, but it positively impacts your energy. Who wants clearer skin? Yes. Who wants to be able to go from pooping every, I know this is nasty, but I talk to my clients like this. Who wants to be able to go from pooping every other day to pooping every day? Because anything you put into your body should always come out. And if it's not coming out, we got some blockage and we need to make sure we get that together. And like I said earlier, it helps with your joints so you're not as achy and in pain as much. And it helps with your hormone function. So yes, we're about to wrap it up. We're about to wrap it up. Y'all good? No, nobody mad at me yet? Okay. I'm getting a little bit more comfortable up here. I'm getting a little bit more. All right. so. The takeaway, we have to understand that physical training, when you look at it from a holistic perspective, it helps us to be healthy, to live longer, 
more productive lives. It allows us to honor God and glorify him with our body. Spiritual training, when you still look at it holistically, when we train ourselves to be godly, we are not only benefiting ourselves in the here and the now, but we are also laying up treasures for ourselves in heaven. So I got a bonus for y'all. Y'all ready to work out a little bit? Who ready to work out? Ooh, y'all. Why nobody raised their hands, probably? <laughs> We're not working out. This is what you're going to do at home. So if you have a pencil or your phone, take a picture of this because this is what you need to do. Physically, daily, work on paying more attention to your health and the things you can do to reverse chronic diseases and diseases. So that goes into that internal of the things that you're dealing with, your, your joints and all that. Like, let's really start taking more, um, just more commitment to getting our physical bodies intact because this is all we have. This is the only body we have. And if we're not being nice to it, then it's going to break down. If you, if you don't put oil in your car, what is it going to do after a, a few, let's see, about five to six months later, it's going to break down. If you don't change your brakes, what's going to happen? Your brakes are eventually going to seize up on you and it's going to stop whenever you don't want it to stop. So you have to make sure that you are really paying more attention to the things uh, that you actually do have control over. Then when it comes to spiritual, we're going to seek God's face, increase your prayer life, read scriptures, and set your day in full thanksgiving. So this is that time where you're every day praying without ceasing. Every day you're reading scripture. Every day you're waking up thanking him first before you thank your phone for giving you those notifications. I know sometimes when we're at lunchtime, we spend more time scrolling instead of scrolling on the word of God. So we have to get to the point where we're understanding that both of these go together. Spiritual training has more value because it's, it's telling you that you're storing up things to come for your future, for your, hev for, for your heavenly treasures. But you still have to understand that physical is just as important. That's it. I'm going to leave you guys with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity, God. We ask you or just thank you for just allowing me to give this word with the nerves and all. I pray, God, that somebody receives something that they actually needed, God. We, I pray that, that lives is changed. I, I pray that habits is changed. And I believe that you will do exceedingly and abundantly for each person that's in here, God. And, God, I, I just ask that you... Um, be with them this week because they have opened up to hear this word, God. We know how the enemy tries to come in and tell you, hey, no, nah, that's not right. That's nope. You can do this. You can do that. But God, I ask that you help them to be disciplined in their actions this week, disciplined in their physical training, disciplined in their spiritual training. Help each person that's in here uh, get more connected to you. Allow them to hear from you this week. Open up their ears, open up their minds to receive what you have for them on this week and the weeks to come. God, we love you and we honor you in Jesus name. Amen.
Travis. I just want to say, stay here, stay here for a second. I just want to say, I'm so grateful for you. Um, I really am. And I know, yeah, we didn't play in this. We didn't play in this, but here's, here's why I'm grateful. I know you're, you were so, you felt, you said you were nervous. One, you didn't act like it up here. You did a great, just like you were trying, I really, I said in our group, he's going to put us through a workout. I really felt like it was going to happen. But the other reason I just want to say thank you is, um, Y'all can see I'm white, okay? And, 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 yeah, I know. And one of the things, my wife and I, we've adopted two, two boys who are black. And one of the things we've prayed for is strong black men that can be influences in their life. And I'm so grateful for you that you are that influence. They look up to you and they admire you. And so I'm just so grateful for you, uh, the influence you have, not only on our kids, but so many kids, the influence that you have on people. So thank you for what you do. Thank you so much. Let's give it up for Travis. Thank you. Appreciate you.